Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Announcer. 51 degrees, so we've been around 52 all morning long. Our high today will be 61, and expect light rain in the next hour, according to my my weather app at this point, so bear that in mind as you head out. This is a, a story that I can't wait to hear. Usually I know a little bit about uh, the stories that are coming up next that we're going to talk about. I don't know anything about this one except this information I'm going to read to you right now. Imagine taking your car into the dealership for service, and while you're in the waiting area, an incident happens between your car and an employee of the dealership where, oh my goodness gracious, the employee dies, was killed. And then they ask a question, who's at fault? We may have to call the barrister Battersby to ask about this, because this is just right from the get-go. It's a sad story and a bizarre one. Our WJR senior news analyst Lloyd Jackson says, according to a lawsuit, the owner of the vehicle is responsible. Wow. Uh, Lloyd had to bring in the big guns to try and decipher this and has more and is going to decipher it for us here at 7.53. Good morning, Lloyd. I am all ears like Prince Charles. All right. Uh, Good morning, Paul W. Back in March of 2020, a customer took his Jeep into Rochester Hills Chrysler Jeep for oil change. One of the employees who didn't know how to drive a stick and who didn't have a driver's license got into the Jeep to move it, ended up hitting another employee, 42-year-old Jeffrey Hawkins, a married father of four, killing him. Fast forward to now, and the lawyers for Hawkins filed a lawsuit not against the other employee or even the dealership, but the owner of the Jeep that was brought in for the oil change. Under Michigan law, if someone is killed or injured and your vehicle is involved, the owner of the car is responsible as long as there is permissive use of the vehicle. I called upon attorney Todd Flood of Todd Flood and Associates to try to get some clarification. Flood said normally this would be a workers' comp case, which would trump that law since the incident happened on the job. But this lawsuit's trying to go outside of that statute and say that they can recoup the benefits uh, by the owner and his insurance policy for uh, the pain and suffering, lost wages, and the like. That is a unique situation. It's different, um, and we will see how it turns out in the Court of Appeals. Now, in Michigan, a co-worker who is injured cannot sue the boss due to the boss's negligence. And in this case, the boss was negligent for hiring someone who could not drive a stake and didn't have a driver's license. So Mr. Hawkins's family did seek out workers' comp and will receive wages and medical based on how much he was making at the time of his death. Mr. Hawkins's family is suing the Jeep owner for $15 million dollars. But here's a twist, Paul. The Jeep owner has sued the dealership for indemnity, which means if a jury awards the family the full amount of the suit, the dealership would be on the hook for the difference after what the Jeep owner's insurance paid. Attorney Flood. I tend to think that, um, albeit a creative lawsuit, and it's gotten by the first phase, and the judge allowed the case to stay in, the circuit court judge allowed the case to stay in, um, that... Uh, that obviously is going to be ripe for an appeal, um, unless, of course, obviously there's settlements that take place prior to the appeal. Now, there's another twist of the case, too. Workers' Comp has put a lien on the outcome of the trial, and regardless of the ruling, Workers' Comp would be owed the money that it has already paid out. Attorney Flood says that's statutory. So Workers' Comp, um, through our statute in the state of Michigan, is able to put a lien on a file 
um, for anything that is um, in excess of a, what is basically a substitute. So you would get normal wage loss and, and benefits. Uh, workman comp would owe if anything in excess of what would be the normal of that workman comp would be able to come after that amount um, and put a lien on the file. So Paul W, I guess when you turn your car over to someone in the dealership as the owner of the vehicle, you should either ask questions as to who will be moving your car and their qualifications or just trust that the dealership employees are. <sighs> you broke up. I couldn't understand the last few words you said. No, I, I said, you know, um, when you turn your car over to someone in the dealership as the owner of the vehicle, you should either, I guess, ask questions as to who would be moving the car. No, this is no here. OK, I heard what you're saying. This is unmitigated baloney and cheese. And I'm only saying that because I don't want to lose my job yet uh, with calling it what it is. This is why there are horrific lawyer jokes. They're really bad lawyer jokes. And this is why this is the epitome of of a miscarriage of justice. There's no word justice. Understand something, folks. If this guy wins this, I, you can't take your car to a car wash and get out of it and let a car wash guy take your car to put it in a car wash because you're now liable for what that person driving the car into the car wash says. This is the end of society as we know it. And valet this well, poor Paul. sap. What's that? Your valet as well. If you give your car to the valet guy. You give your car to valet and they crash. Yeah, I mean, this is opening the door to so many stupid things. I am disappointed with the circuit judge who let it go this far. I'm really disappointed in the lawyers, but they go after deep pockets all the time. That's what they do. This is a horrific story that has to be nipped in the bud now. Somebody with some sanity has got to end this, or we are all in worse trouble than we thought we were already in terms of what happens when there's a car accident. Get Sam on the phone. Sam is going to nip this in the butt. I know he will. Man, that's irritating to me. That's annoying to me. This is just wrong. It's insanity. It is insanity. We don't let, well, 758.